Mark chapter 11, verse 22. I read, it says, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. Shall we read it together? And Okay, ready, go. And Jesus answering to Okay, let's let's read it in unity, please. Ready, go. And Jesus answered said unto them, Have faith in God. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. Amen. I'm starting a new series that I have titled Understanding the Unlimited Power of Supernatural Faith. Understanding the unlimited power of supernatural faith. God has never done anything here on earth without faith. Everything God does is done through faith or by faith. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3, it says through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Through faith, we understand that the worlds that we see, the cosmos, the physical world that we see, were framed by the word of God. They were framed by what? By the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So even God needed faith to form the world. That's why Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1 to 3, the Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the surface of the deep. And God said, let there be light and there was light. So when God said let there be, he said that through faith. He did it through faith. So everything we see around us is created by faith. That is, that's why it's important for us to have faith in God. Not faith in man. Faith in God. Having faith in God simply means putting our faith, putting our trust into God. Why? Because the arm of flesh will fail you. That's why Mark chapter 11 verse 22, Jesus said, have faith in God. Not in the economy, not in the politicians. Have faith in who? In God. Don't have faith in your work. Don't have faith in your business. Have faith in who? God. God. It's so vital that we put our faith in God. Because everything we see will fail. The Bible says that heaven will pass away. The earth will pass away. There's only one thing that will stand. That is the word of God. The word of faith is the only thing that will stand the test of time. So quick question we want to ask is what does it mean to operate
operate in supernatural faith. What does it mean to operate in supernatural faith? Operating in supernatural faith is simply having faith in God and doing what you see God do. Let me define supernatural faith again. Supernatural faith simply means operating in supernatural faith. Operating in supernatural faith is simply having faith in who? In God and doing what you see God do. That's why John chapter 5 verse 19. Jesus said, what I see my father do is what I do. What I see my father do is what I what I do. Very important. Very important. Basically what Jesus is simply saying is that he mimics what he sees his father doing. He photocopies his father. When he sees his father say A, he says A. That's how children grow, isn't it? Children grow by learning from their parents. Their mother if or father, if they want to teach the children how to talk, they'll say, say, mama. Mama. Or say, daddy. Daddy. So, supernatural faith is simply doing what God is doing. And for that to happen, you need the eyes of the spirit to see what God is doing. Because Jesus said, what I see my father do is what I what? I do. So if you see him, then you can do what he's doing. And you can see him by the arm of flesh. Remember, he says the things of the spirit are spiritually discerned. So you need your spiritual eyes to be able to see what God is doing. Very important, very key. The things that are happening around us is not a surprise. Remember last time when we declared the theme for the year being our year of faith? Remember what I told you? That God said there's going to be turmoil. There's going to be a lot of challenges. There's going to be a lot of shakings. And that's why we need to develop our faith. We need to build our faith. And you don't build your faith by just sitting. How many men here go to the gym? How many? So the rest of you, what do you do? <laughs> only, only one man in this church goes to the gym. The rest of you, what do you do? You don't go to the gym. You just stay in the house. You jog. <laughs> you already fit. <laughs> <laughs> you're already fit. Are you sure you're fit? All right. After the service, we'll do a 100 meter race and let's see how fit you are. Now, when you go to the gym, the purpose of the gym is to build your what? Your muscle. Now, there are different reasons why people go to the gym. Some people want to build their six packs or eight packs or 21 packs, whatever reason it is. You have to do some form of exercise before your goal can be achieved. So it is important that if we are going to walk in faith, we have to exercise our faith. The word 
exercise there is the Greek word meaning boomlazo. <laughs> it means boomlazo. What it simply means is that the more exercise you do, the more stronger you become. Are you following me? The more you exercise your faith, the more your faith will become strong. And this month, I see you operating in the supernatural faith. Amen. Oh, let me hear a living amen. amen. Now, so we are looking at understanding the unlimited power of supernatural faith. And for us to move a little bit further, we have to understand one thing, and that is our understanding. Our understanding is key. Luke chapter 24 verse 45 tells us the very first miracle Jesus performed after his resurrection was the miracle of opening the understanding of the servants or of his disciples. Very important. So that means understanding is key. Understanding is key. Luke 24, 45, the Bible says that then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. That they might understand the scriptures. That was the very first miracle Jesus performed when he came back from the grave. First miracle. He didn't give them water. He didn't give them fish. He didn't give them a house. The first miracle he performed was to open their understanding. Why? Because without understanding, you cannot go far. Your understanding is key in this world of exploits in your work with God. Your understanding is key. If you are going to do exploits, if you are going to walk in faith, then you must have understanding. Very, very important. Very, very key. That's why Jesus opened their understanding. And this month, God will open your understanding. I said this month, God will open your understanding. Oh, let me hear, leave it, amen. I said this month, God will open your understanding. I don't know about you, but when we were in school, we used to do maths. You know, those difficult maths where you have to multiply numbers with alphabets. What type of maths was that? Algebra. Algebra. <laughs> These people just wasted our brains. How many of you are using algebra in your profession now? How many? It was a complete waste of our brains. How can you, how can you, how can you give me 24 times A, X, Y, Z, multiply by, and you ask me to work it out. You cannot work numbers and alphabets. <laughs> Whoever created that thing, it's not from here. <laughs> it's from Mars. <laughs> How can you possibly, no, seriously, let's be, let's be serious. How can you possibly multiply number with alphabet? Does it work? No. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so 
the people who said no, we were in the same category. <laughs> you know, you sit there and work the thing and work and work, and then you raise up your hand and say, Please, teacher, the question is wrong. <laughs> The teacher said, no, it's not wrong. It is you that is wrong. <laughs> but you know, you keep working it and working it and working it. And then you get the answer right. And then you shout, I got it. I got it. I got it. What happened there was your understanding came to life. Are you following what I'm saying? The moment you are able to work one, you are able to work all. Hallelujah. And this month, God will open your understanding. I said, God will open your understanding. And guess what? One of the devil's number one strategy is to close your understanding. The God of this world, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, or from verse 2 to 4, it says, the God of this world has blinded has blinded, verse 4, 4, 4, go to 4, 4 and let's see, has blinded, yeah, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine. The glorious gospel there is Christ Jesus, who is the image, so the devil's number one strategy is for you not to have understanding to see the glorious gospel, the image of Jesus Christ, because the moment you see it, you can become like him. Yes. Have you not noticed that you gravitate towards what you see? That's why God told Abraham after Lord departed, Genesis 13, 14, he said, as far as you can see, I'll give it to you. Hallelujah. So the devil's number one is to prevent you from understanding the scriptures. From understanding the word because he knows that once you have understanding, you have dominion over him. Do you know that the devil is a toothless bulldog? Yeah. He is a toothless bulldog. He doesn't have power over you because Jesus told us that he defeated him 2,000 years ago. He made a public show of him openly. And when Jesus was beating him up, you and I were there. You say, how? Because we were in Christ Jesus. We saw him being defeated. But the devil's strategy is he uses wows. W-I-L-E-S. Wow simply means deception. The wows of the enemy, he pretends to be strong, but he's not strong. He backs at you thinking that you'll run, but he knows that the only way he can get you is to deceive you. But after today, you will not be deceived. I said after today, you will not be deceived. That's why our understanding is so key. Because your level of success as a Christian in your walk of faith is determined by your understanding. Please get this. Proverbs chapter 4 from verse 5 to 8. It says, get wisdom, get understanding. Now look at where the Bible places understanding and wisdom on the same level. Get wisdom, 
and get understanding. Same level. Same level of importance. It says, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. That's talking about understanding. Forsake her not, forsake not understanding, and she will preserve thee. Love her, and she will keep thee. Seven, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all you're getting, get what? Get what? Get understanding. Why? Because understanding is so important. The moment you get it, you have dominion. The moment you capture the concept, the moment you capture the concept of faith, then you have dominion over the works of the enemy. That's why understanding is so crucial in our work with God. I remember when I was young, the very first perfume I bought was Elizabeth Arden, Fifth Avenue. It was a women's perfume. I'm a man. I bought a women's perfume. That was the very first perfume I bought. And guess what happened? When I'm going to play football, I will spray the perfume on me and go to the park with perfume, women's perfume on me. And then when I go to parties, I have women's perfume smelling on me. I thought I was smelling nice. But you see, I didn't know the difference between male and female. Why? Because of what? Lack of understanding. I'm sure when I'm there, people were laughing at me. People said, oh, you smell like a woman. You smell like a, a woman. But you see, when you lack understanding, you do things that are not in line with the world. That's why understanding is so crucial. Understanding is so crucial to the point that for the gospel to reach Africa, the Ethiopian eunuch who was reading the scriptures needed understanding before the gospel could reach the whole of Africa. Acts chapter 8. You know the story. Philip was ministering in a big crusade. And there was this Ethiopian eunuch who had gone to Jerusalem, worshipped, and he was going back to Ethiopia. And when he was going, he was reading the scriptures. He was reading the book of Isaiah. But he had no understanding. He had no understanding. And so the spirit of the Lord told him, join the chariot of the Ethiopian eunuch and then he asked him, do you understand what you are reading? Do you understand what you are reading? And the Ethiopian eunuch said, how can I understand except someone explains it to me? Hallelujah. So understanding is key. Even to have a successful marriage, you need understanding. The Bible says men dwell with women according to knowledge. The word knowledge means understand the woman because she's a big book. You need to read her to understand her. She's a, she's a whole information system. You need understanding. That's why men sometimes say, I don't understand my wife, she's changed. No, you lack understanding. 
he don't have the knowledge because she's a big book. Today she's smiling, tomorrow she's moody. Why? Understanding. She's a woman. She's an information system. You can say, oh, every day you are like this. No, you lack understanding. Men. 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 Why are you not responding now? You need to respond. You need to understand the women. You need to understand them. You need to understand them. Praise God. You need to understand them. When a woman begins to cry, you don't say, oh, leave her alone. She's always crying. No, you need understanding. You say, oh, darling. Oh, baby. Can I make you a cup of tea? That's where you start from. Praise God. And then you quickly go to the shop and bring her some flowers. Are you following me? That's understanding. A man who lacks understanding goes to the shop without buying a flower. Some of you are in this church, man, you've never bought a flower for five years. God forgive you. After today, you are delivered from lack of understanding. <laughs> I said, man, you are delivered from lack of understanding. <laughs> when was the last time you bought a flower? <laughs> Two weeks ago, that's a long time. <laughs> Where was the last time you bought a flower? You, you never bought her. <laughs> mercy, Lord have mercy on you. <laughs> Someone is biting his nails at the back. He said, Pastor, don't come here. <laughs> mercy, Lord, mercy. Hallelujah. So we need understanding to dwell with our wives wisely. Hallelujah. Let's go back to our foundational text. Mark chapter 11 from verse 22. Now the background of this scripture has to do with Jesus has only six days to go to the cross. Six days. And there is a house that he normally goes to. That is the house of Martha and Mary. You know that. That's where he rests. That's where he eats. And Martha and Mary and Lazarus were living in Bethany of Beth's phage. So Jesus constantly goes there. So six days for Jesus to die, there are a few things he needs to put in place before he leaves because he's about to write a will for the church. So the Bible says that Jesus comes into Jerusalem, goes to the temple, observes what's happening in the temple, leaves, didn't do anything. He saw a mess in the house, but he didn't do anything. So he left. And then the next thing the Bible says, the following day when Jesus was coming back, something very interesting happened. The Bible says that when Jesus was coming back, he was hungry. And when he was hungry, he saw a fig tree afar off. And he quickly went to the fig tree thinking it had figs on it. Now let me tell you how fig trees produces. The moment you see leaves on the fig tree, it means there are figs on the tree. 
Because the fig tree produces its fruits before its leaves. So the moment you see the leaves, it's a guaranteed and assured sign that there are figs on the tree. So Jesus saw the fig leaves, knowing very well that this fig tree has figs on it, goes to the fig tree, going to get something to eat, and it was just leaves. It had nothing. Remember, Jesus only had six days to die and go to the cross. And the Bible says that, and Jesus answered it and said, that means the fig tree said something to Jesus. Someone said, does tree speak? Yes. The moment the fig tree said to Jesus something, the Bible said, Jesus answered it and said, now question, what did the fig tree say to Jesus? Listen to what the fig tree said to Jesus. You remember in the Garden of Eden, when the serpent deceived Eve and Adam, the Bible says that they became naked. Remember that? When they became naked, guess the first thing they did? They went and plucked fig leaves and covered their nakedness. Remember, Adam is the first Adam. Jesus is the second and the last Adam. So now what the fig tree was saying is that what I offered Adam in the garden, I can offer you the same deal. And Jesus said, no, not here. I'm going to go to the cross naked because he needed to die naked so you and I can be covered with his glory. Because what the devil came to steal was the glory of man. He came to steal the glory. So Jesus said, for me to cover them with my glory, I have to die naked. And the Bible says that, and Jesus cursed the fig tree and said, from henceforth, no man eat of you. Right? When Jesus said it, Peter heard it. So they move on. Jesus goes to the temple. Remember, he has to correct things. Jesus goes to the temple. He sees in the house of God, people were selling and doing business. And he brings order to the house. Because he's about to leave a will. Because the church was purchased by Jesus. Remember, the church is the wife of Jesus. Do you remember that? So, it is so crucial for Jesus to put in place the right will of order in his house before he goes to the cross. And so after he goes to correct what's in the house and he's going back to Bethany, Bethphage, Peter and the rest saw the fig tree and said, Master, the fig tree that you cast has withered from the root. Then verse 22, Mark chapter 11, verse 22, and Jesus said, have faith in God. Now, they are talking about fig tree, and Jesus is telling them, have faith in God. What has fig tree got to do with having faith in God? Oh, glory. This month, your faith will come alive. This month, there shall be no impossibility in your way. This month, everything you have desired to do, God will help you to do it. Let me hear a living amen. Oh, I said, let me hear a living amen. And Jesus said to them, have faith in God. In other words, have the supernatural faith. 
when you have the supernatural faith, there is no impossibility in the realms of supernatural faith. Supernatural faith means walking like God, operating like God, doing what God does. Glory be to God. Verse 23 of Mark chapter 11. It says, for verily I say, listen, it says, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Now he's dealt with the fig tree. He's dealt with the house. Now he's about to deal with the next thing that stands before God's people. That is the mountain. He's dealt with the house of God. He's dealt with the fig tree. That is not being fruitful. Uprooted it, dried up from the root. The next thing is a mountain. Goliath. What mountain was Jesus talking about? Jesus was specific. He was standing in front of a physical mountain. Not an imaginary mountain. It was a physical mountain. That's why he said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Whosoever shall say to this man, I'm standing in front of him. Are you following me? If I'm standing in front of a mountain, then I can point to it and say, whosoever shall say to this mountain. He said, whosoever shall say to this mountain. Now, I want you to follow some key words here. Your faith only works by speaking. Faith without speaking is no faith. You remember when Jesus was about to be crucified, he said nothing. Do you remember? That's why they were able to crucify him. Read, read Isaiah chapter 53. That's why they were able to crucify him because he said nothing. And every time you keep your mouth shut, the devil will have field day on you. And your faith will only work through speaking. And the days of being scared of speaking are over. This month you will speak your faith with boldness. You will stand in front of that mountain and declare the mountain be cast into the sea. Question, what are the mountains Jesus was talking about? Mountain of fear. Many Christians are gripped with fear. Mountain of failure. Mountain of depression. Mountain of debt. Mountain of marital troubles. Some of, you, some of us, when we close from work, we are dreading to go home. Because trouble, lion, tiger is in the house. We are dreading to go home. Marital trouble. You did this, you did this, you did this, you did this. Today, I speak peace into that marriage. I said, I speak peace into that marriage. After today, when he sees you, you say, hello, sugar. You begin to wonder, did, did I do something right? No, it's not you. Faith is speaking on your behalf. So what are the mountains? Singleness. Joblessness. Homelessness. Repossession. Eviction. Disciplinary case at work. A court case. Generational cases. Difficult children. Difficult spouse, difficult wives, difficult husbands, difficult bosses. These are mountains that are staring in the face of many Christians. But after today, you look at that mountain 
and you speak to that mountain and say be thou removed and be cast into the sea let me hear amen, amen. oh let me hear living amen. amen and Jesus said Mark chapter 11 verse 23 Jesus said whosoever shall say unto this mountain whosoever whosoever that means whosoever have faith whosoever have the God kind of faith listen your father is God and whatever he has he wants you to have it he said be thou cast into the sea and he shall not doubt in his heart that's where many Christians have challenged doubt they doubt the mouth is speaking it but the heart is full of doubt is it going to happen? Pastor, what do you think? I cast out the mountain, but Pastor, I'm not sure. No, you don't need my permission. This is what your father says. This is what Jesus said. Just don't doubt it. Just believe him. Faith is putting God's word to work. Believing. Faith is, you see, faith is, I've always said, faith is when you want to get married, Come to church in your wedding gown. Come to church in your wedding dress. People will laugh at you and say, what's happening? Are you having a wedding today? Say, yes. Today is my wedding day. As for you, it's not. But as for me, I've stayed single for too long. I shall no longer be single. By the way, I'm not single. I'm speaking on behalf of the single ones. Hallelujah. I am happily married. Blessedly married. There is joy in my marriage. Oh, I said there is joy in my marriage. There is peace in my marriage. When I go to bed, I snore. By my wife. Well, well. You see, some of you men, when you sleep, you cannot snore because you are scared that your wife is going to put pillow on your mouth. You are scared. You are you've slept, but one eye is open. You're checking him out. <laughs> Go to bed. Even Peter in the prison, chained among four soldiers, he was sleeping. Go to bed. I said, Go to bed. I said, Go to bed. Come on, it's time to go to bed. It's time to enjoy your sleep. Glory be to God. This, faith, this month, your faith will come alive. Yes. Your faith will be so potent, we can touch it. Yes. I said, your faith will be so potent, we can touch it. Yes. This month, when we touch you, we'll be electrocuted. Because your faith will be so strong, when we touch you, we can say, oh, I feel something. Yes. Glory be to God. There was a time in my life the anointing of God was so strong on my life, so strong that when I gave my wife a kiss she was being electrocuted. That's the truth. I'm not lying to you. When I touched the car sparks, I said, God, you know, I want this anointing but as for, as for my wife's kissing, you have to have permit that one. Don't, no anointing in that area. Hallelujah. 
this month, they are, I'm telling you, after today's service, the anointing will be so strong on you. Yes. When we touch you, it will be sparks. Yes. Everything you touch this month will flourish. Yes. I said everything you touch this month, it shall flourish yes. in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, don't doubt in your heart, but you shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Verse 24, he said, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So notice, six times Jesus said, say, 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 six times. So that means your faith only works when you say it, speak it, say it, stand in front. That's why, you see, when I say I can never be sick, somebody will say, oh, that is arrogant. No. No, it's not. That's my faith in the word. I can never be sick. My faith in his word, I can never be broke. Hallelujah. I can never be broke. My faith in his word is that this church can never go down. It can only go up. I said it can only go up. Hallelujah. Why? Because I have faith in his word. Glory be to God. Listen, what you say is more important than what you see. Job 22 verse 29. It says, when men are cast down, thou shalt say, there is a lifting up. What you say is very important. You see, I don't understand Christians who, who go about and say, I'm broke. No, you say you're broke, you get broke. You say, I'm sick, you, get, you say sick, you get sick. Angels are waiting on you. Whatever you say, they'll bring it to you. You say, I'm silly, you'll be silly. You say I'm not handsome, you'll not be handsome. You say I'm not beautiful, you'll not be. Whatever you say, Jesus said, you'll have whatsoever you say. Whatsoever you say. So when there is a casting down, don't say, oh, I'm down. No, you say there is a lifting up. You always say there's a lifting up. When you say trouble, don't call trouble. Say, I am a solution. I am anointed to overcome this. You see, the difference between David and his brothers and Saul was that when they saw Goliath, they mentioned the problem. But when David saw Goliath, David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who is defying the army of the Lord? He knew whom he had believed in. Saul said, you are only a young man, a young 17-year-old boy delivering a whole nation. That will be your story from today. I said, that will be your story from today in the name of Jesus. So it's very important what you say. That's why Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And whosoever loveth shall eat of it. They say, oh, as for this family, everybody who gets married divorces. How can you say that? How can you possibly say that? 
if you can't say the right thing, buy a cellotape and cellotape your mouth. Until you are ready to say the right thing. When Zachariah, John the Baptist's father, was about to say the wrong thing, the angel zipped his mouth. He said, no, no, no. In this kingdom, this kingdom operates by saying. You have to say the right thing. Say the right thing. Stop saying I don't have. You have. Stop saying I'm broke. You are not broke. Stop saying I'm the tail. No, you are not the tail. You are the head. I can't go any further because we don't have time. Even your salvation was predicated on what you said. Romans 10, 8 to 10. You confess Jesus as Lord before you became saved. So why do you think that what you say is not powerful? What you say is so powerful, brothers and sisters. So be careful what you say. The world can be going down. As for you, you don't go down. Yes. There can be killings everywhere minus you. You cannot die. Yes. You cannot... Planes can be falling off the sky, but when you are in that plane, it will not move an inch. It will not falter. You'll be sleeping in the midst of the storm. Why? Because he's too faithful to hold you up. Somebody will say, what did pastor drink before he came to church? I drank face. I drank face. I don't want your faith to stay the same this month. You can use your faith to move mountains. You see, you have no idea the power you have. The faith you have can move mountains. It can do anything and everything you want. Just say it. And so, Pastor, I said it and nothing happened. Keep saying it. And so, Pastor, I said it and nothing. Keep saying it. And so, I said it and nothing happened. Keep saying it. Keep talking it. Keep declaring it. I'm the head and not the tail. I am blessed and highly favored. I am blessed on every side. Favor is pursuing me. Favor is following me. Wealth and riches are in my house. My house is blessed. My children are blessed. My wife is blessed. My husband is blessed. My business are blessed. My hands are blessed. My body is blessed. My mind is sound. Depression cannot come near me. I cannot be sick. I cannot be broke. I am the head. I'll be lending to nations. I am a solution to the nations. I am the head and not the tail. Keep saying it. One day you will see it come to life. You keep saying it. You keep saying it. Don't give up. Keep saying it. Keep declaring it. Keep speaking the word. The Bible says one day and the word became flesh. So please understand how this works. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Finally as we close, today's our supernatural favor service and I have no doubt that the favor of God will explode in your life. Because the Bible says in the book of Psalm 103, verse 13, Psalm 102, verse 13, it says, Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion, for the time to favor her, yea, the set time has come. 
For thy servants take pleasure in her stones and favor the dust thereof. So the heathen shall fear the name of the Lord. Why? Because of favor. And all the kings of the earth, thy glory. When the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. In other words, before you can attract this level of favor from God, you have to favor the dust of his house. You have to serve in his house. What are you doing for God? Are you winning souls? Are you there reaching the loss for Jesus? When you reach the loss for Jesus, you are qualified for this favor. And it's called fearful favor. I said it's called fearful favor. And that favor is coming upon you today. Amen. I said that favor is coming upon you today. Amen. Not tomorrow because the Bible said the set time to favor her. Yeah, the set time has come. Your time to be favored has come. Amen. Solution, our time to be favored has come. Amen. I said our time to be favored has come. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. It even took the favor of God to break the back of 430 years of slavery. The favor of God. The children of Israel were in slavery for 430 years. Exodus 3, 21, the Bible says that, and God gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it came to pass that he said, when you are going, you will not go empty-handed. The days of being empty-handed are over. Amen. The days of every month, empty, empty. Your bank account is empty. Your house is empty. Those days are over. Amen. Let me hear a living amen. amen. Verse 22 of Exodus 3, it says, but every man shall borrow of her neighbor of her that sojourneth in her house, jewels of silver, jewels of gold, remnant, and ye shall put them upon your sons and upon your daughters, and you shall spoil the Egyptians. Say amen to that. Amen. From today, you spoil the Egyptians. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Exodus twelve thirty-five. the Bible says that, and the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses, and they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver and of gold and remnant. Verse 36. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they lent unto them such things as they required and they spoiled the Egyptians. It's your season of favor. Amen. Let me hear a living amen. amen. I said it's your season of favor. Amen. It's your season of favor. Listen, what distinguished Joseph from the other brothers was favor. He was the 11th born. 11 simply means confusion. That means he was the confusion of the family. The 11th born, yet he was the most loved. What made his father love him was favor. That's why the father gave him the coat of many colors. The brothers envied him thinking that the coat of many colors was the was what was producing his favor. So they ripped the coat from him. And before that, he had a dream, remember? He said, I have a dream. And then they said, who are you? To say you have a dream for us to bow down before you? No, it shall never happen. And you know the end of the story? They ripped the coat of many colors, put him in a pit, empty pit, 
sold him to the Ishmaelites. The next thing, Ishmaelites bought him, sold him into the house of Potiphar. Because of that same favor, Potiphar's wife liked him. Hallelujah. So be careful when favor is upon you. Women will like you. They are liking you. It's not a scholarship. I'm here. I'm available. No, no. No, be careful. Be careful. There was one time, I mean, I came, I came here very late. Came to pray. Very late. I think about 12 a.m. Prayed. And then I go to Tesco to go and buy something. And then this lady started smiling at me and said, this is the devil. This is the devil. <laughs> I have encountered favor. The devil wants to come. She, the way she smiled at me, it was strange. Young lady. I said, hello. I said, you are a devil. <laughs> so when that favor comes upon you, and people are saying, hello, hello. Be careful even where you eat. The food you eat, you have to be careful. I said, oh, today food is available. You go, you'll be in trouble. So that favor made... <laughs> That favor made Potiphar's wife run after Joseph. And you know the story. Joseph said, no way. And then Potiphar's wife lied against him. They threw him into prison. Even in the prison, he had favor in the sight of the prison warden. They made him an overseer. He started interpreting the dreams of others. Two people were there. The, the cupbearer of Pharaoh and the one who broke his bread. He interpreted the dreams that the one who broke the bread, he will be killed. The one who holds the cup will, will be freed, will be spared because the cup, the one represents the spirit. The bread represents the body. The body has to be broken. Talking about communion. Very important. So he was freed and then when he goes, two years he forgets about Joseph. Those who forget. You do them good and they forget about you. It's all part of the plan. Because when the favor of God is upon you, it does not matter how long they forget you. God will remember you. I said God will remember you. And this week God is remembering someone. I said this week God is remembering solution. In the name of Jesus. And you know the story? Pharaoh had a dream. Seven years. I mean, Joseph comes out, interpreted the dreams. Seven years of famine, seven years of plenty. They made him uh, uh, the prime minister of Egypt. And the dream he had many years ago came to pass. His brothers came and kneeled before him. What was the difference maker in Joseph's life? Favor. Genesis 39 verse 2. The Bible says that, and God was with Joseph. And everything Joseph did was blessed by God. When God is with you, you don't need any man. Thank God for men. But when God is with you, when the favor of God is with you, that's all you need. The Bible says that Jesus had favor with God, with men, and he increased in stature and in wisdom. All you need this season is favor. Therefore, I decree this supernatural favor upon you. I decree the supernatural favor upon you. Everything your hand touches today will be favored. Every dream you have will be favored. Your house will be favored by God. Everything you do will be favored by God. Your children will be favored. 
your children will be favored. From today, you'll be picked from the back and placed in front. The favor of God will go ahead of your applications. Every application you make will be favored. Every business you transact will be favored. In the mighty name of Jesus, I release the heavens over you to open favor upon you. Great favor is coming upon you. From today, the favor of God will speak for you in corridors of power. In corridors of power, the favor of God will speak for you. Where man wants to disfavor you, God will favor you. God will favor you. This man, God will favor you. God will favor your relationship. God will favor your marriage. God will favor your husband. God will favor your wife. God will favor everything you do. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. In Jesus name. Did you receive it somebody? Oh hallelujah. Come on let's give Jesus some praise. Let's give Jesus some praise. The favor of God is coming upon us in the name of Jesus. From today, your middle name will be called favor. People come to you asking you, how did you make it? Show me how you made it. You say, it's the favor of the Lord. It's the supernatural favor of the Lord. Are you ready, solution? We need to engage this favor on a higher level. And I see God doing it for you. You will be attracted by good things. You see, the favor of God attracts goodness into your life. Goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. Let's please rise up on our feet. Just for a minute, you want to thank God for his favor? You want to pray and tell God, you know which area you need favor in. Amen? Today, be like Jacob. Hold on to the bulls of the altar. Tell God, until you bless me, I will not let you go. You're only going to pray for two minutes. You're going to demand this favor from God. Let God know that what I need, it only can be provided by your favor. Hallelujah. How serious are you? Determine what will be delivered unto you through this prayer. Hallelujah. Are you ready now? Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Engage his favor. Engage his favor. Engage his favor. Favor us, Lord. Favor your people, Lord. Favor this house. Let your supernatural favor be in this house. Let solution be a house of favor. A house of favor. A house of favor. A house of favor. Let your favor abide in solution. 
let your favor, your supernatural favor, that turns things around, let it abide in solution. Let it abide in solution. Let it abide in solution. Let your supernatural favor, let it abide in solution. Let it abide in the lives of our people. In the mighty name of Jesus. Fearful favor. Fearful favor. Fearful favor. Fearful favor. Favor on every side. Favor on every side. Release your favor. Release your favor. Release your favor upon your people. Release your favor upon your people. Release your favor in this house. Let favor position your sons and daughters globally as the head managers, great men and women, men of substance, women of substance. Let your favor go ahead of them. Let your favor go ahead of them. Let your favor go ahead of them. Father, we release supernatural favor, supernatural favor, supernatural favor. In Jesus' name. Father, I decree your blessing upon your people. Let favor abide with them all their days of their lives. Let favor speak for them in corridors of power. Let favor open doors for them. Let a greater dimension of your favor that was upon Joseph come upon them. A greater dimension of favor. A greater dimension of favor. Let your favor be visible upon every genuine member of solution from today. In the name of Jesus. No more struggling. No more disfavor. No more depression. No more death. No more death among us. We release your supernatural favor. No more going down. We shall forever go up. In the name of Jesus. Wherever they are working, favor will speak for them. Favor will speak for them. Favor will enthrone them. Favor will make them their bosses. Favor will make them managers. Favor will give them houses. Favor will give them lands. Favor will give them properties. Favor will give them businesses. Favor will give them business breakthroughs. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 